All right, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Babyface Podcast. Now, as always, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Stanley051192. And you guys can also follow me on Instagram at StanleyPierre0511. And uh, if you guys also want to donate and uh, support the show, uh, it's optional. It's it's never mandatory. Uh, on my Anchor website, where you can listen to this podcast, uh, there's a support button that you can click on, and you can donate however much money you want. Uh, again, it's purely optional, never mandatory, and it's there uh, if you guys want to uh, donate and support the show. So yeah, so uh, gonna give you guys a uh, a light show today. I got some uh, small minor stories uh, that I'm gonna go over, and uh, yeah, you know, um, some of these are, are are sort of major stories, and some of them are uh, minor as well, but they're also significant in my opinion, and uh, yeah, I, I pretty much just wanna talk about these reports and just give you guys my two cents on the topic at hand and then yeah um just uh shoot the breeze for a little bit and uh i'll give you guys just what's on my mind as far as uh some of these stories so uh first story here is from forbes.com and so they write that nxt uk will likely continue amid the speaking out movement so they write uh nxt uk looks to be gearing up for a return uh following a conference call earlier today and so forbes they actually uh published this article uh five days prior so uh they uh you know uh wrote this story last tuesday so mike johnson of pw insider uh, reported that officials told the talents to be ready to get back to work when the time was right. Several NXT superstars have already begun to drop hints via Twitter that they could appearing uh, they, that they could appear upcoming they can appear at upcoming TV tapings, which have yet to be announced by WWE. With the promotion doormat dormant throughout the COVID nineteen pandemic. And the United Kingdom wrestling scene facing far-reaching allegations amid the speaking out movement, there was concern regarding the future of NXT UK. WWE originally launched NXT UK as a counter to the UK's the UK-based World of Sport, but with World of Sport now defunct, NXT UK seems far more vulnerable due to a myriad of circumstances not the least of which was COVID-19 cost-cutting measures. But as reports surfaced of a possible announcement within the brand on Tuesday, Alex McCarthy of TalkSport reported WWE was not looking to shut down NAC UK. As NAC UK attempts to move forward, WWE continues to take disciplinary action against certain contracted performers. WWE Cruiserweight Jack Gallagher was among the first superstars released by the company, stemming from allegations amid the speaking out movement, with Travis, Travis Banks and El Aguero released shortly thereafter. Joe Coffey's suspension was also announced earlier today. 
Several dozen wrestlers, many of whom are based out of United Kingdom, have been under fire for disturbing allegations of harassment, abuse, and or sexual assault. The speaking out movement trended worldwide over the span of a multiple of 10 days as various women in wrestling of all profiles share their stories. Promotions around the world have already taken action in response to some of the allegations that have surfaced. Several promotions cut ties with independent wrestler David Starr, who came under fire for sexual assault allegations. Starr denied these allegations in a statement on Twitter, although the top indie star subsequently deleted his account. Uh, British Wrestling Revolution noted on Twitter that it had removed a member of its roster due to accusations of inappropriate behavior. Progress Wrestling, which has a working relationship with WWE, also continues to take disciplinary action. Uh, Jonathan Savage of BBC confirmed the West Yorkshire, Yorkshire Police are carrying out initial inquiries in response to the mounting allegations in the UK wrestling scene. WWE has issued multiple statements regarding sexual misconduct among its stu uh, superstars. Uh, and I quote, individuals are responsible for their own personal actions. WWE has zero tolerance for matters involving domestic violence, child abuse, and sexual assault. Uh, upon arrest for such misconduct, a WWE talent will immediately be suspended. Upon, for, upon conviction for such misconduct, a WWE talent will immediately be terminated. WWE's ability to fine, suspend, or terminate a WWE talent will not be, however, limited or compromised, or compromised in any manner in the event in incontrovertible evidence of such illegal misconduct is presented to WWE, said WWE in a statement earlier this month. And so, yep, that was, uh, that's the report right there. So, um, yeah, uh, it's a really good thing that NXT UK, uh, is still, uh, gonna be around. Um, you know, uh, it's great that a lot of the talent down there are still gonna have jobs, and they're still gonna have an NXT UK to go back to, and I really hope that now with, um, you know, uh, the speaking out movement, uh, rearing its ugly head and, you know, Travis Banks and Legero got released and, you know, Joe Coffey got suspended. Um, you know, hopefully they can look at those situations and just try their best to stay out of trouble and just, you know, just, just, just continue to, you know, be on the right path and, you know, like, NXT UK, I think they have a very underrated product. You know, I, uh, everybody talks about NXT as being one of the best brands in the world, but I think people should take a look at NXT UK as well because they have a phenomenal roster and they have just damn good wrestling matches down there. And, uh, you know, I remember watching the last takeover with... Uh, I think it was Walter and Tyler Bate for the NXT UK Championship. 
uh, they stole the show. And so, you know, I think that NXT UK just, they have the chance to be something special and they have the chance to, you know, really go far. I just think that WWE needs to do a better job in just, you know, promoting them a lot better. And, you know, I feel as if if WWE can can push that brand as much as they push NXT right now, I think NXT UK can can be looked at as one of the best promotions in the world. And so, you know, um, I'm really happy, like I said before, that um, everybody down there still have still has a job. Uh, I'm glad that the product is still around. And I think that, you know, WWE should really, you know, uh, uh, push this brand and really go far with it. I understand that not a lot of people uh, watch the brand here in the United States uh, for whatever reason. But I think if WWE can can back it up the way they back up things on, you know, Raw, SmackDown and NXT, you know, they can just just you know be something special and you know that's uh more revenue and you know more money that can go to vince's pocket and triple h's pocket and you know everybody down there i feel as if are 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 talented enough to get over you know um uh i believe her name is kaylee ray Uh, i think she's the nxt uk women's champion uh, she's talented. Walter is probably the most believable wrestler in the world today. And he's very hard hitting and he's over as well. And, you know, Imperium is over as well. Um, you know, uh, Mustache Mountain is still there. You know, Tyler Bate and uh, Trent Seven. And they just have a, a really, really good roster. And, um, you know, I just think that they can be something special. And they need more uh backing up from WWE and so if they can get that you know they can reach new heights you know I think they have potential and more people got to watch it and more people got to watch their product and so uh yeah uh really happy that NXT UK is still around uh they're on the WWE network uh usually Wednesdays uh I don't really know what time they come on i believe they come on at uh i know it's thursday afternoon and i think they come out with new episodes uh i think like every thursday at like 3 p.m not too sure on that and so uh yeah you know i'm really happy for nxc uk um you know i'm happy that the wrestlers got a job and um i'm looking forward to seeing what they do uh when they pick things up again and they start taping and they start having uh live crowds back to um you know their shows and you know hopefully the roster uh can just stay out of trouble and try to make sure that their names aren't being thrown out in the uh speaking out movement and um you know hopefully they can just just you know keep their head on a swivel and just you know um just just be good little soldiers and just keep their eyes on the prize and um you know like and 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 you know they can be successful so 
yeah um kudos to nxt uk i'm glad they're not going out of business and uh yeah uh, i can't wait till they uh get back on the network uh whenever they start taping again so i got this other story here um this is from comicbook.com uh i believe i reported a story uh through their website yesterday on the podcast so this story here sting teasing a long-awaited match with the undertaker i was i'm definitely looking forward to going over this story so uh connor cassie uh writes that for nearly two days for nearly two decades old school fans of wwe and wcw have held out that a held out hope that a match between the undertaker and sting would happen inside a wwe ring the the match finally seemed like a possibility a few years back when both men were still with the wwe and were even booked on the same card at wrestlemania 31 but between sting's retirement in 2015 due to a neck injury and mark calloway's recent announcement a recent retirement announcement on undertaker the last ride it looked like any and all hope of the match had been snuffed out that is of course until sting popped up on twitter on wednesday to make a reference to the last ride and sting tweeted who wants to take a last ride with sting so uh a fan then uh speculated and oh wait suddenly uh the same fan that tweeted sting came roaring back so this fan basically uh he posted a photo of sting on twitter and he wrote that you know who wants to take a ride with sting and you know sting was on a motorcycle uh this was like way back in the day during the 80s and you know sting was in his like surfer sting gimmick where you know he had like bright colors on and so you know this fan uh took that photo and you know he tweeted who wants to take a ride with sting and sting responded back to that fan and said who wants to take a last ride with sting so the fan speculation came roaring back and uh Sting then said, yep, who wants to take a last ride with Sting? And then uh, in a recent interview with comicbook.com, The Undertaker addressed the fans who were still holding out hope. He said, and I quote, well, in this world, you never say never, but I think as great as it sounds on paper, and it does, I mean, obviously, that is a super marquee match right uh he said but where i kind of differ from a lot of people is i look past the marquee value and i look on the ability to deliver so like you said there's so many people that are clamoring for that match that i just don't know that the match could deliver on the people's expectations and the only reason i say that i'll take full responsibility I don't have the mobility or the same skill set that I once did that I would need to make that match great, he added. So there's just certain things it's better left to the theater of the mind to exactly put it out there. 
And then with the expectations being so high and the match not delivering, it would be a bigger disappointment than the match never happening at all. It's different, but in the same sense of like who's the greatest, Michael Jordan or LeBron James, I mean, you're never going to know because they're never going to have the opportunity to get to play against each other. He concluded, and it's the same thing. That's a great match. But 10 years ago, I think it could still happen, and it could still be a stellar match. I'm not, I'm just not sure at this point that it could deliver on the hype. So, you know, um, I agree with what The Undertaker said. You know, basically he's saying that, you know, he doesn't think that he has what it takes to really make the match something special due to, you know, age and, and the fact that, you know, the undertaker, he sort of, he's been broken down the last couple of years. I think that this match between sting and the undertaker, it's pretty much five years too late because it should have happened at WrestleMania 31. Instead, the Undertaker was in a meaningless feud with Bray Wyatt that everybody knew Bray Wyatt was not going to win. And Sting was in a, a feud with Triple H going into WrestleMania, culminating to their match. And, you know, that match did have some promise and it did have a good buildup. But the finish of the match with, you know, DX, uh, Billy Gunn, X-Pac and Road Dog. Uh, they came out uh, to help out Triple H. And then the NWO came out to help out Sting, uh, Hall, Nash, and Hogan, which really did not make any sense because Sting feuded with the NWO like his entire career in WCW. If, you know, they brought out NWO Red and Black to help Sting that night, it would have made so much more sense because Sting was on the NWO Red and Black and they were feuding with NWO Black and White. And so, you know, it's five years too late, honestly. Um, the match should have happened at WrestleMania 31. And, you know, if these guys were to uh, wrestle like right now in a ring, you know, it would not be good. You know, both guys are way past their prime. Um you know, like, I just don't think that it would be a, a, a special match that, you know, everybody thinks that it can be, you know. Um, I think that, you know, with Sting as well, you know, you understand the last time this guy wrestled, he was in the ring with Seth Rollins and, you know, Rollins, I think, powerbombed him on an announce table and that like messed up stinks neck i believe and he had to retire and so yeah just based off that and and both these guys just being just way past their prime and being a little just just old and you know their bodies having all the mileage that it has it's not going to be a, a good look and you know it'll be downright embarrassing and so you know this match really should have happened at wrestlemania 31 but, you know, for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. And WWE just had other plans. So, you know, it's sad. But, you know, I mean, if you want to pick up a WWE 2K game, 
you know, you, you're more than welcome to do that. And, you know, you can uh, fantasy book and, you know, make that match happen through video games. You know, Sting versus The Undertaker. But at this point, I don't think that match will ever happen. If, if it didn't happen at WrestleMania 31 five years ago, I don't think it's going to happen now. So, um, you know, it sucks, but, you know, it's the truth. You know, um, The Undertaker is, is uh, probably... Like, he's damn near retired at this point. And, you know, Sting is retired as well. And so, you know, if these guys were to come back and have a match, uh, I guarantee it, it would be at the uh, the Saudi Arabia shows that WWE does. And, you know, uh, Vince will make that call to both Sting and Taker. He'll offer them a boatload of money. And they'll make the, ha the match happen there. And even if they were to have the match in Saudi Arabia... It's not really going to be that good because, as I stated before, both of these guys are old and broken down. And, you know, like, you know, they could be in fabulous shape. But at the same time, like, the match, it's five years too late. And I don't think that, you know, like, it'll be good. Everybody will want to see it. But, you know, the quality of the match will not be good. And I don't know, like, you know. It sucks, but, you know, it is what it is. So, if the match happened uh, five years ago, then, yeah, it would have been great. But it's 2020 right now. And so, you know, uh, both these guys, I know, I think The Undertaker's in his maybe late 50s. I think Sting is in his late 50s as well. And so, you know, I, I just don't see the match happening in the near future unless, you know, they, they make it a thing at Saudi Arabia and if they do have it at Saudi Arabia, I don't really think it's going to be good because of, you know, the fact that both these guys, you know, like they're old and, you know, they don't really have like anything left in the tank, you know. And so uh, it, it's harsh for me to say that, but it's the truth. So, you know, what are you going to do? All right. So let me give you guys one more story and then I'll be out of here. So, Cody Rhodes uh, addresses WWE renewing uh, the trademark rights to his ring name. Uh, this this right here just shows how petty WWE is. You know, like, it's Cody's last name. Like, you can easily just give it to him, but for whatever reason, they just don't want to do it. So, uh, this report comes from WrestlingNews.com. So, they wrote... Uh, Cody Rhodes has addressed the situation between himself and WWE over the trademark rights to his ring name. We noted back in April that Rhodes, real name Cody Reynolds, was looking to gain the trademark rights to his ring name as he filed to trademark it on Monday, April 13th, 2020. He has been going by the name Cody since he left WWE because WWE own the rights to the Rhodes name and as a result he couldn't use it previously WWE owned the trademark but it ran out in October 2019 thus he had a chance to get the ownership rights to it it was recently revealed by looking up the USPTO listing that although WWE's original registration was supposed to expire in April it was renewed on May 15th. 
per the listing, the reason for that was due to WWE being given a delay because of COVID-19. Rhodes took to Twitter to make it clear that this was purely a business move and there is no grudge over it. He wrote the following. It's not as sultry slash scandalous as reported. It's just business. They've seen they've seen the same data we have and they know they can make big money off the brand even though it's not in their house trying to license me is flattering but it doesn't stop this train from moving no grudge and uh that's pretty much what uh cody said on twitter uh, a fan uh reached out to him regarding uh the situation and you know, Cody said that in response. So a uh, very mature response right there by Cody. And so, uh, yeah, you know, so basically, you know, this just shows that WWE is very, very petty. Like, you know, they can, they can easily give it to them, but you know, like legally they don't want to. And, you know, it just shows how much, you know, WWE, they're still somewhat upset at Cody for just, you know, starting AEW and, you know, trolling them the way he's been doing over the last year, even though most of it uh, WWE deserves for mishandling and mistreating Cody. And so, you know, like Cody, you know, he's still made a living just off that name, just Cody. And even when, you know, he's just called by his first name, people still know him because he's made a huge mark on the wrestling world in the last four years, ever since leaving WWE. You know, the guy uh, basically just made himself a brand new career. And, you know, uh, he left WWE, became a big deal on the independent scene, went to New Japan. Uh, he was in the Bullet Club with the Elite. And, you know, he went to Ring of Honor, and I think he was Ring of Honor champion down there. Um, you know, I know he beat Christopher Daniels for the title. And, uh, yeah, you know, Cody just, he, he's just carved himself a niche. And, you know, he's done wonders for himself. And, you know, um, WWE is just bitter. And they just can't stand that, you know. Like, I think that WWE, when they had Cody... Because Cody was brought up under his father and Cody, uh, you know, started training the WWE style and WWE was the very first uh, company that gave him a shot. I think they felt like, you know, he was going to be loyal and he was going to be a good little, sh uh, good little soldier and just be on his P's and Q's and not ruffle any feathers. And, you know, when they just started holding him back and, and misutilizing him and mistreating him, you know, I think they thought that Cody wouldn't do anything about it. You know, they gave him the Stardust gimmick, which at first was cool, but, you know, Cody blatantly told them behind the scenes, like, you know, I don't want to do the Stardust character anymore. It's ran its course. But WWE never saw any value in Cody. So, you know, they just said, oh, you know, uh, continue playing Stardust and blah, blah, blah. And Cody couldn't take it anymore. And he decided to leave and rightfully so. And he just uh, became a, a huge uh, deal on the independent scene. And so, you know, it sucks that Cody uh, will not get his last name 
uh, from WWE. You know, um, his brother Dustin, he's allowed to use the Rhodes name because uh, he signed to WWE uh, when he had the last name. And so WWE doesn't legally own uh, Dustin's part of the Rhodes name. But, you know, like if Dustin can, can, can have the Rhodes name, then why can't Cody, you know? And so, you know, it's just a situation where WWE is just being petty and, you know, they're being mean and they're trying to, you know, combat uh, whatever Cody's doing uh, and and whatever AEW is doing the best way they possibly can. And so, you know, um, I don't know when, um, you know, WWE's uh, handling of the Rhodes name will come to an end. But, you know, I think that when it does come to an end, uh, Cody's going to once again uh, try his hardest to make sure he gets that name and WWE doesn't have it anymore because, you know, he deserves it. And, you know, like like I said before, WWE is just being just petty in this whole situation. You know, they, they could easily just fall back and just let Cody just have the name. But for whatever reason, they just don't want to do it. And so... You know, um, you know, Cody, he's still going to be okay. Um, like I said before, uh, he's made a, a nice living off the Cody name just by itself. And so, you know, when he does get his last name back or if he gets his last name back, you know, either way, he's going to be good. And, um, you know, uh, it's a sad situation. You know, I, I assume if Dusty were alive, uh, he would just be angry at this you know i'm pretty sure he would tell WWE, you know give my son back the rude's name you know like that's our name and that's like his name you know and so you know with cody um you know like uh, it's unfortunate that you know WWE can legally keep the name because you know uh WWE was cody's first employer and you know they own it and so Hopefully they let go of it and hopefully Cody gets it back at, at some point because he deserves it and it's rightfully his and WWE is just being just petty spoiled brats about the situation and you know they just can't accept the fact that they finally have competition and there's a new game in town called AEW and you know they're doing great things and, and they're just like you know buzzing and they got the wrestling world talking and WWE just can't stand that you know they expect for them to be the 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 holy company that is better than everybody else and you know they'll 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 buy their competition if they have the chance and so you know they the WWE they're just spoiled brats and you know it, it sucks so you know, either way, Cody's going to be good. And so uh, I really hope the man gets his last name because it's rightfully his. And so, you know, if Dustin can have his last name and uh, Brandy can have the Rhodes name as well, then, then why can't Cody? And so I really hope he gets his last name and I really hope he just sticks it to WWE. And yeah, you know, um, I'm cheering for Cody. So, uh, yeah. Um... I got nothing else to report. Um, you know, seems to be, uh, you know, some major, uh, substantial news that I can find. Um, 
but uh, I want to thank all you guys for tuning in to the Babyface Podcast. Uh, if you want to watch, uh, or if you want to listen to, I should say, past episodes of the Babyface Podcast, uh, you can go on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Breaker. Uh, those are some of your uh, other podcast uh, sources that you can log on and, and, and just listen to. Uh, if you guys also want to donate money and support the show uh, on my Anchor website where you can listen to this podcast, you can click on the support button and donate however much money you want. It's purely optional, never mandatory, and it's there if you guys want to uh, donate and subscribe. So, uh, yeah, and um, if you guys also want to follow me on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Stanley051192, and you can also follow me on Instagram at StanleyPierre0511. So, uh, thanks for tuning into the show. I hope you guys have a really good day, and uh, I will be back for... Uh, your throwback Thursday uh, pay-per-view review and uh, on that show I will be reviewing TNA's Destination X 2007 so uh, you know I'm watching uh, you know impacts leading up to that pay-per-view and so uh, you know Thursday um, at some time in the evening you guys will get that review Uh, you know might have some errands to run during the day and uh, once I get the chance to do it, uh, I will uh, definitely watch the show. I'll take my notes and I'll have a retro review for you guys. And so be on the lookout for that. Um, you know, I'm thinking of maybe doing a raw review tomorrow, but I might not do it because I'll be exhausted and I'll probably be angry because Monday Night Raw sucks. And so uh, if I don't do a Monday Night Raw review tomorrow, then I'll definitely be back on the podcast on Thursday to give you guys your uh, TNA Destination X uh, retro pay-per-view review. So, uh, yeah, um, other than that, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Have a wonderful day, and uh, I will definitely see you guys, if not Monday, then uh, Thursday for your retro Destination X TNA pay-per-view review. So, uh, thank you, and I'll see you guys soon.